Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, short Bible study every single day, about 13 minutes only in length, but it keeps us in God's Word and thereby helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. Because as we keep emphasizing, the scriptures tell us that faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So we need to be in God's word regularly and frequently and consistently so that we can be strong in our faith and we can also know God's will for our lives. Help people in your life who need to make this turn to God through his word, who need to learn more about what God's will for their life is by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. But share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. What a great blessing to help somebody get to heaven. But that will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to continue with our line of thought and study, asking the very profound question, what must I do to be saved? There is no more fundamental, no more important, no more greater in magnitude and ultimate effect question that can be asked by anyone in any generation than this one, what must I do to be saved? In fact, this is a question that needs to be asked by every single person alive in every generation. Because the answer to it is pivotal to their eternal destiny. What must I do to be saved? Well, we first need to come to the realization, as we said, that I'm a sinner outside of Christ. We've emphasized what the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. Both ends of the spectrum, so to speak, the spiritual spectrum. First, he said, the wages of sin is death. And then he said, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God offers us a gift of forgiveness, salvation, eternal life in Christ, his son, our Lord and Savior. But we have to first come to grips with the reality that we're sinners in need of receiving that gift. We need to recognize that. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. So that means the death sentence is upon every one of us until we come to God through Jesus Christ. When we think about, and a lot of people would say, well, I'm not bad. I'm not that bad. I've not done anything so heinous and everything. Again, what does that verse say? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And what did the prophet Isaiah write in Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2? Pretty stark. He first asked the question, or made the statement, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. God wants to be there for us. He wants to give us this gift, 
He offers us to us. But the prophet went on and said in verse 2, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. There is no way that we, in and of ourselves, on our own, through whatever inherent goodness that we think we possess by ourselves, can qualify ourselves for eternal life with God in heaven. In Isaiah chapter 64, in verse 6, we read, We are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses, what we think are good qualities within us, are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Well, (laughs) see, we need to come to reality. We need to come to Jesus Christ, our Savior. He is going to be the judge on that final day of judgment. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. We will all stand before him, that verse says, and give account of the things done in the body, how we've lived our lives in this world, whether good or bad. Now, the Bible presents salvation as having two sides. A lot of people, they want to just say, just believe in God, just believe in Jesus, that's all. A whole lot of churches will say, just, just come forward one Sunday and say a sinner's prayer, or maybe just listen to a preacher on a radio and touch the radio and kneel down in front of it and say this sinner's prayer, and you'll be saved. Uh, where's that sinner's prayer found in the Scriptures? It's not there. Where do you find in the Scriptures that avenue of coming to salvation? It's not in the scriptures. That is totally made up by man. A figment of his imagination. We need to know the truth of what the scriptures teach us. Again, the Bible presents salvation as having two sides. God's part and man's part. God, because of his great love for mankind, he's done his part already. He sent his son Jesus, the Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, into this world in human form to die on that cross as the one time for all time perfect sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 27. God did his part. In John chapter 3 and verse 16, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 5 and verse 8, but God has demonstrated, God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So God sent his son into this world to die on that cross as the perfect sacrifice. And through him, to offer to us, to all mankind, the gift of salvation. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, For by grace you have been saved 
Paul's writing this to Christians, those who have already come to God through Christ. By grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We can't earn our salvation. We can't do so many good deeds that we can go to God like we go to the to our supervisor on the job and say, time to pay me. I put in a whole week's work. I got my check coming. No, we can't earn our salvation. But God offers it to us as his gift to us. But we have to come to him his way. That's our part. God has already done his part. He sent his son to the cross to die to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. Now, our part, we have to come to God through Christ. Jesus said in John 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. How do I do my part? God's got the gift waiting for me, but I've got to come to him his way. A whole lot of people, they'd want to just say, I believe in Jesus. I'm saved. No. True faith in God and true faith in Christ is more than intellectual agreement that they exist. Jesus said in John 14 and verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Huh. The apostle John wrote in 2 John chapter 1 verse 9, whoever transgresses and does not abide in or live in the doctrine, the teachings of Christ does not have God. But he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Well, you see, there's a part that I'm supposed to play in my receiving God's gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. What do I need to do? First, I need to learn about Jesus Christ. Who is my Lord? Who is Jesus, my Savior? He said, No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, hath heard and hath learned of the Father, cometh unto me. John chapter 6, verses 44 and 45. I need to learn about Jesus. I need to learn how to come to God through him. We go back to Acts chapter 16 to that jailer in Philippi who fell down before Paul and Silas prisoners under his watch as he was the, the jailer. And he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And their response, believe on the Lord Jesus. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. 
But he needed to know what to believe. He needed to know how to believe. And so the next verse says, then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. They taught them about Jesus. They needed to learn. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. God has done his part. I need to do my part. We'll get a little bit deeper next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us so much that you sent your son as the perfect savior to die on that cross, giving his physical life to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. Thank you for allowing his blood to be shed on that cross, that through the shedding of his blood, as we're baptized into him, we can be cleansed of the guilt of our sins. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you, Father. Help us all to learn our need to come to you, your way through Jesus Christ, for the gift that you offer us, eternal life. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you, Father. Please forgive us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.